not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. Get along. Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, everybody. What's going on, Brain Trust? It's your old buddy Ben Glebe here. Um, I hope you're well in your neck of the woods, wherever you may be, as Vin Scully would put it. Um, and quite succinctly, because he doesn't know where you're, where you are, and where you are not. Vin Scully is not omniscient. In fact, he just retired from even announcing baseball, so he wouldn't know. It's an accurate statement, and the man just got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That's pretty damn cool. Um, grew up listening to that man's voice, and he truly was the most artful announcer in the history of baseball. In the history of sports, maybe. Probably, I, I would say. But that's not the reason I called, and I didn't call at all. So there's no reason I even said that other than as a brief mislead. Period. I said period because it felt to me like a moment like I was dictating text and writing something instead of speaking. Because I haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks because I was doing something I was not allowed to officially announce. But I can announce now, crazily, excitingly. I don't know if you saw my Facebook Live broadcast from the set of it, but I just finished shooting season four. Season four of Idiot Test has been picked up by GSN. I am incredibly thrilled. Um... I wish I could have said it earlier. And we just finished shooting 65 episodes. We shot past the milestone of our 200th episode. We shot 210 of them. And the season debuts in a new night and time, Thursdays at 10 and 10.30, every Thursday starting January 19th. And we have crazy-themed episodes like hipsters versus fashionistas, teachers versus students, a bunch more kids' episodes, a bunch more celebrity episodes with Joey Fatone and Adam Ray and Amir Kay and Brad Williams and Ian Bagg and Lachlan Peterson and and um, and uh, a bunch of other great people. Justine Marino, past podcast guest. Um, the cast of Tyler Perry's For Better or Worse, who were amazing. It's one of my favorite episodes. But perhaps the most interesting new episode of the new season is, at least in my opinion, people seem to think it's a pretty bonkers idea, and I don't disagree. I said to the network one time, wouldn't it be funny if one episode of the game show, all four contestants were my ex-girlfriends, and they actually loved the idea and approved it, and we did it. I made calls to some of the great loves of my life to be honest um and um they all said yes they agreed to come do the show and 
it was insane. Um, I'm still in most of their lives to some degree, but not to a major degree with most of them. I'm still friends with, like, active, constant friends with, with at least two of them. Um, Rome, my ex, who you guys know, has been a podcast guest when we were together. Um, and I are still very close. Like, she's still one of my closest friends, um, which is a cool thing. But they came on, and it was lovely and crazy, and they said insane things and heartfelt things and moving things, and I was about to have a heart attack the whole fucking time. I was out of sorts, y'all. Uh, it was a very intense moment. I recommend doing it if you ever have the opportunity to bring four of your girlfriends to be on a game show. I'd say don't do it. I take it back. Do it. But um, credit me with the idea because you've obviously patterned yourself after my life too directly in this one instance. Um, it was crazy. I've never in mid-act on a show been like, can I get some water, please? And I had to get some water while proving out a test because I was just overwhelmed. Uh, it was beautiful, and I'm so grateful they all came out and did it. Jasmine and Danielle. Jasmine Dolachahi and Danielle Sepulveris and Courtney Hansen and Rome Shadanlu. All in one episode of TV coming to you soon. So the new season, Jan 19. Um, but that, too, is not... The reason I called, I just called to say I love you. I just called to say how much I care, I do. I just called to say I love you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. So that's all I wanted to talk about. Oh, no, one more thing. The fucking electoral college election on Monday. Why is everybody giving up on this? And I'm crazily sorry that I'm late with this episode because of this reason, because it's been too shell-shocked and exhausted from shooting so much, but just 65 episodes in three and a half weeks. But the electoral college votes Monday, and it's not a done deal yet that Trump's going to be president. We have just 30... We just need 37 of these human beings out of the... 330 they're gonna supposedly uh, uh, vote for him or 303 I'm sorry I'm not sure the exact number off the top of my head but the point is only 37 of them that number's real have to not vote for him and he does not become president and then it goes to the House of Representatives and they will because since the Republicans control the House we'll probably elect another Republican but it won't be one that's dangerous to our nation I don't mind it when Republicans are in office I love Ronald Reagan. I love the first George W. Bush. There's a lot of good Republicans. A lot of great Republicans. They lead our country very well. But not a man who's temperamentally unfit, we already well know, but seems hell-bent on like undermining all the seriousness of our country and of our government. Everybody's appointing to his posts, to his cabinet, to his administration, almost without fail either has contempt or lack of belief in the very department they're going to be running, or they're a racist. White nationalists with a racist tweet past, white nationalists, or ties to Vladimir Putin. In every category, they're just very, very bad. Rick Perry wanted to get rid of the Department of Energy, couldn't remember the name of it. Now he's heading it. Ben Carson was afraid and said, please don't give me any appointment. And he gave him, I believe, education. Um, the guy that's heading up the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, like hates the environment, basically. 
and the Secretary of State, our most important diplomatic job that goes and creates our image and our foreign policy around the world, along with the President, is Rex Tillerson, the CEO of ExxonMobil, who was recently given by Putin the Friendship Award. Literally got a fucking award signifying he's friends with our enemy, Vladimir Putin, the head of Russia and former head of the KGB. This comes out literally the same week that they come out with a report the CIA does that now the FBI backs as well, saying, and Obama backs and talk, talked about in his last press conference just today, that Russia actually did meddle with our election and actually did hack the DNC and the RNC and intentionally only exposed the RNC, only only exposed the DNC emails and uh, Hillary's campaign's emails because they wanted Trump to win and released it through WikiLeaks because they wanted only Trump to win. They influenced for a particular candidate and Obama pulled Putin aside at the G20 and said, cut it out. Because probably about as forceful as he could be considering that we do that kind of shit to other countries. Not trying to influence it necessarily often with words, often worse by trying to overthrow governments, etc. So, all we've got is protecting our own country. And internally, we're allowing a man to sell us down the river to the Russians. Trump tweeted instantly that he did not believe in the intelligence from our intelligence community, from the CIA said, these are the same people that said we had met weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. You're about to lead them, as Deepak Chopra tweeted. Dear sir, how are you going to be president of the United States when you do not believe in the information given to you by your departments? How does he have any authority or ability to discern, to learn, to read? Which clearly he doesn't even care about because he's been turning down still daily intelligence briefings and went on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace and when asked why, he said, I'm already intelligent enough, okay. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm already intelligent enough, okay? I don't need somebody repeating the same things to me every day, okay? Are you fucking joking? They're not repeating the same things. They are updating the intelligence. Because it's the same countries and foes and issues involved. Mr. President-elect does not mean the information's precisely the same and it's your job to keep a very keen eye on those changes and decide if our policy needs to shift at all. So, and then on top, and I'll get back to the point of the electors in a minute, but then on top of that, you still have not divested yourself of your financial interests. Someone said to me at a party tonight, Trump could just tell Ivanka short the uh, Boeing stock and then he trashes them on Twitter and Boeing stock tanks because the president decided to talk shit about you and he makes money. If he doesn't put all of his finances in a blind trust and not even have his kids run it, there's no way to not guarantee impropriety. And he's a man that seems not to care about seeming improper or like he has his hand in both 
ends, which is painful sounding if you ask me. There's no way to know. I don't know why I said that like William Shatner. Okay. I don't care. So there's no way to know that he's not doing shady shit. And in fact, this week he actually came out and, and admitted that he doesn't even believe in his campaign promises. He already said he doesn't want to lock up or prosecute Hillary Clinton when that was a big campaign crop rallying cry of his. And then even with his big message of he was going to go to Washington to drain the swamp. I'm going to drain the swamp, okay? He literally today. Take that emphatically said preamble back because I just literally saw today the clip on Twitter from The Daily Show, probably from a few days ago. But he just said in one of his thank you tour events, which he's doing instead of reading intelligence briefings, meeting with Kanye West he has time for instead of reading intelligence briefings. Moments after he got released from psychiatric hold, he's like, I must meet with the least stable person in the country. That's who I want to advise me. That's one of my advisors. It is. I'm sorry. I like the mentally unstable, okay, to be in my cabinet. That's how I believe. That's what I believe, okay? So, he is now going to be the president. Oh, so he said this exact quote in his thank you tour event. He goes, Look, even drain the swamp, okay? I didn't want to say it even during the campaign. Someone suggested to me backstage and I said, It's so corny. It sounds so corny. I'm like, oh, I'll try it. I'll say it. Go ahead and say it. I didn't even like it. And boy, did you all go nuts. You ate it up. You loved it. And so I started repeating it and saying it more and more. I started even saying it like I meant it. When you phrase it sarcastically that way, saying, I started even saying it like I meant it. I'm driving around, there's Maggie getting arrested there, but it seems like a calm situation, a lot of cops surrounding him, but he seems all chill. You're admitting that you did not mean it. You're admitting that you literally just said whatever the fuck to get elected. So he's a sleeper agent for either the Russians, and even sleeper, he's like already awake, he's already announcing it before the Electoral College even votes. What do you think he's going to do once he's in office and ratified by the last voting body that gets to stop him or decide when he's behind closed doors after the inauguration? If this is the kind of shady shit he can't help but do every day in the first three weeks or four or five weeks of after being elected president, breaking every protocol, inflaming our already tense relations with a huge superpower like China. And then letting Russia influence our elections, saying, siding with them over America, over our own intelligence. He must be stopped if we can. He must be stopped. So we can, because we have the Electoral College. And I will try to make this point succinct and then end this puppy because I have no voice left. And I'm up to shoot a voiceover of a robot in a web series called Eric and Elray that I'm shooting. I have to be on set far from my house in, fuck, six hours and 20 minutes. I want to sleep more than that. Oh, man, I really just burned the candle at both ends, spelled B-O-F-E. E-N-D-S, of course. I don't change the way you spell ends. But I feel obligated to, at some point, at least record this thing to get the words out, to hopefully 
get the brain trust, the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen all on the same board, the B-Glebers and all of us. Friends of benefits, y'all know. The, the Glebe Nation must rise up and help the rest of the nation rise up and stop a man who should not become president, is not fit for the office. So it's easy to do because we do not, fortunately or unfortunately, have a perfectly direct democracy, have a straight democracy. So either you like that or you don't, but if you don't like that and you wish we did, well, if we had a direct democracy, we'd directly elect the president through popular vote, and Hillary Clinton won by now 2.8 million votes, 2.8 million, and the total is still climbing. So if you don't, if you acknowledge we don't have a direct, if you do, if you think that we do or wish we did, or think the electors should follow the will of the people, well, they've elected Hillary in mass numbers. If you do follow the Electoral College, then you must follow and honor all of the Electoral College and believe that that system is... Whether it's good or bad, it is the system we should be playing by right now. So it's not playing by new rules or trying to steal it from Trump. It's trying to actually follow the letter of why the Electoral College was established. And it was established directly for just three things. One, yes, to make sure smaller states had a slightly bigger voice, a larger voice than they normally would have just population-wise. They don't get drowned out by the power of the population of the bigger coastal states where they may have different values and priorities. So that's the one that doesn't really apply here as a reason to stop Trump. But how are you honking at, motherfucker? I'm allowed to take a U-turn? Jesus Christ, I'm podcasting over here. That's reason one. But reason two is because back when the Constitution was created and our government was created, it was... The 1700s, we didn't have cars for a couple for 120 years after that. People rode around on horseback and stagecoach. And so we couldn't get information about the candidates always very well to every corner of the, of the country. To all of our early states, to our 13 colonies that became states. So you had to elect an elector in each local district who would hopefully have the intention of following the will of his district. Not the state originally, but just the district. But he would be more well-informed of all of the details when he would get to the electoral college. That's why they call it a college, probably because it educates you. And they would make sure the person was fit for office. And they would make sure that after being fully informed, they would make just the best decision for their electorate that the elector represents so that we would get a good president. Each district elected an elector who they trusted to go and make the right choice when they got to the capital of their state and place their electoral vote. So... That can still happen. That's reason two. Was that so? And, and in modern life, we have the exact perfect parallel to that today because, yes, now the media can reach everybody, but there's so much partisan media and fake news and hype news and ratings driven news that we no longer have the ability to get the information or to get all the information or to be well informed. As a populace 
equally as badly, really, as we did back when we had no information reaching us, or very little. Now it's just bad information, wrong information, and loud information, and bogus information, made-up information. So, which is clearly true because we have a guy that literally would lie every other day, and for the first time in history, like, just deny whole premises of what he actually did say and said he never said it, and throw, and just go directly to the people and cut out the media and say that he wasn't saying what he was saying and saying literally anything to get elected without a moral belief in the things that you're saying. Or say you're not tied to Russia when you're clearly making decisions that you are, but you can just manipulate the media so well that your followers and your fans and your supporters believe instantly that you're right, even though you're telling them with your actions that you're lying. So that's as bad as when it was founded. We still can't get the good information. So there's still the same exact constitutional need for our electors to make sure we're not making a mistake. Because that third reason the Electoral College was founded was to make sure we don't make like a dangerous choice. Don't accidentally let a Russian sleeper agent or someone with undue influence from foreign governments or supremely dangerously unqualified to be president. And that is Donald Trump. He's the most unqualified, he's the most unprecedentedly polarizing and frightening candidate that so many Republican politicians and so many Republican publications and so many down-the-middle publications that were so down-the-middle they never endorsed a candidate in 90 years endorsed Hillary Clinton because they said that Donald Trump was unfit to be president, or they at least said he was unfit and came out and took sides. And Hillary Clinton, don't worry, everybody supported Trump, or at least every Republican. Republican that just wants the Republican ideals to be our policy for the next four years going forward, you're still going to get that. If these 37 electors do not support Trump, you still will get a Republican in office 99% likely because it then goes to the House representatives if those 37 don't vote for him. And the House representatives is controlled now by the Republicans and they will vote another Republican in office. Maybe it'll be Mike Pence, his VP. Maybe it'll be John Kasich, a very reasonable, good man but it has more conservative ideals. And our country will go in a more conservative direction. And you'll still get your more conservative Supreme Court. But you won't get a dangerous man who only cares about himself to be president of the United States of America. That's what you have to do. If you're an elector, if you know an elector, if you can get an elector to hear this, or the tweet I sent about it, or the Facebook post that went into more detail, I'm going to try to write this as a Huffington Post article tomorrow when I get off set as well. But please convince them of this, because it makes perfect sense. We do not have a direct democracy. They're electors for a reason. They are our last safeguard, because also so much of this information it's come out after the election. We didn't know for sure that the Russians had hacked the DNC and the RNC and tried to influence our election. We didn't know that Trump was in communication, his campaign, with the Russians, which they admitted to. Oh, and Obama also confirmed that Putin was in on this, all the way to the very top of Russia. And we didn't know that Trump would have such disregard for the order of things in our nation, that he's just seems almost to spite us appointing people for every 
department that is going to undermine the very purpose of that department and appoint people with ties to one of our greatest foes. So that's all I wanted to say. I really, really hope some miracle happens and just 37 human beings develop the ability to really be truthful with themselves. Or not that they need to develop it, maybe they already have it. But need to reach deep down and grab the boldness to not vote for him. So far, one already said he won't. We just need 36 more. Don't you have 36 buddies, buddy? Oh, boy. And if it doesn't happen, then then we'll figure out a way to deal with this. But let's not give up hope before we give up hope. Because to repeat the point one last time, you can't have it both ways. You can't say the popular vote doesn't matter because we have an electoral college and then say, but the electoral college is just going to vote exactly as they've been assigned to because of the popular vote in the election. If you're going to play by the electoral college rules... You're there for a reason. So don't play by the rules and then not play by the meat of it. Don't play by the rules symbolically, but ignore the real purpose of why you're there. Do what's right. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>